Anya's Ghost. Anya flicked the remote for the automatic door, waited for the lights to invade the garage, then drove the car in. She looked around carefully. Seeing nothing unusual, she turned off first the engine and then the headlights. Her legs were trembling as she got out of the car and there was a dull throb in her temples. She stood still for a moment, waiting for the confidence to move away and leave the support of the vehicle. A quick look at her watch confirmed it was almost ten o'clock. So, so she'd been out for how long? Certainly not all day. She trembled again. The night air was cold and she had no jacket. She shook her head. She had only slipped out for a few groceries. In, in fact, the bag was still on the back seat. Cheese, biscuits, milk, a bottle of wine and fruit, and, and a lovely bunch of tulips. She hadn't been able to resist them. They looked so lovely in the florist next to the supermarket. Well, they were flagging now. Needing water, no doubt, although they should have lasted better than this. After all, they had been expensive. A special treat to welcome in the spring. And yet the saleswoman had said they were costly because they were out of season. Had to be brought in from overseas. <laughs> well, that couldn't be right either. Confusion flooded through her. She was tired and exhausted and upset. It had been a terrible shock. She hadn't seen the cat until it was too late. After all, a black cat on a dark night, and it ran right in front of the car. She'd needed to swerve violently, the wheels of the car going up onto the pavement. She hadn't seen the cat because... Why? Why hadn't she seen the cat? Because... Because she'd been crying. Tears had been flooding down her face. But... But why? She couldn't remember. She seemed to cry a lot these days, yet never knew why. But she had remembered getting out of the car to check on the animal. It was obviously in pain. Meowing piteously. Two paws crushed, one still under the front wheel. Anya had stood in a stupor, her own distress forgotten for the moment. Then she had gone to the glove box and withdrawn the small handgun kept for just this type of emergency. Farm living and nighttime roads provided plenty of experience of such situations with errant livestock or wild animals unaware of traffic hazards. Sadly, mercy killings were often a regular necessity. It was a quick, simple action. Muzzle close to the cat's neck, a click on the trigger, a small explosion, and all was quiet. She had backed the car a few metres, then driven around the limp form and on, down the unlit street to her driveway. Now she was home. She drew a deep breath and said out loud, Come on now, girl. You're grown up. Act like one. Stop crying over spilt milk. The homily was totally inappropriate. So much so, she suddenly wanted to giggle hysterically. Well, it was true. The cat was dead. There was nothing she could do about it. Not back then or now. Even so, she felt slightly sick. 
it wasn't just the cat. It was all the other crazy things that had been happening inside the house. They were making her nervous. Remembering her shoulder bag, she opened up the car door and leant across to the passenger seat where it lay, and on impulse, slipped the small pistol into it. Feeling slightly better, she slowly made her way out of the garage into the kitchen, switching on lights at every opportunity. Then she stopped quite still. There was a scuffing sound coming from the lounge. Not loud, but regular. It was familiar, but for the moment she couldn't place what it was. Certainly not a mouse, nor even a trap bird. It was a constant scratching, regular sort of noise, like a machine turning idle. She took a few apprehensive steps towards the door, her hand sneaking around once more for the light switch. With the click came a sudden surge of luminescence, flooding the room. Anya stood in the doorway, her heart pounding, as she looked around for the source of the sound. And then she cried out in dismay. An old-fashioned three-in-one cabinet stood in the middle of the far wall. It had taken pride of place thirty years before, when both she and her young husband David had moved into their brand new house. Although with the coming of digital media technology, it had been superseded for many years now. David had loved this elegant piece of furniture. The beautifully designed cabinet had been crafted from deep-grained silky oak, and not only stored his much-loved vinyl records and compact discs, but the enclosed audio components had provided the means of giving hours of musical pleasure as the world's greatest composers and musicians had released their magic into their living room. Now Anya could see that the noise was coming from the turntable, which had reached the end of the long player. But having not been turned off, it still had the stylus engaged on the rim of the disc. The dry, rasping sound had developed a rhythm of its own as it went round and round in its endless navigation of the disc. Equally disturbing was the array of records now scattered on the floor, covers showing portraits of Beethoven, Mozart, Chopin, Rachmaninoff tumbled on top of each other, their vinyl contents partially exposed sadly displaying deep scratch marks that now rendered them useless. Bewildered, she went over to the record player and switched it off. Glancing at the record label, she could see it was an old Frank Sinatra album, one of the first in their jazz collection, each song celebrating a different milestone in her life with David. Anya felt herself weeping quietly. Who on Earth would have been so callous and insensitive to treat David's treasures this way. Who could have or, or would have come into the house? Was this the result of a break and enter? Anya pulled out her mobile ready to call Triple O, but stopped before her fingers clicked on the button. She had best checked the house to see if there was any sign of forced entry. Or worse, if anyone was still in the house. She was glad she had brought the pistol with her. Switching every light on 
and slowly moving from room to room with care, it was soon obvious not only was she alone, but the house was fully locked and all windows tight shut. With her mobile still in her hand, she began to dial emergency, but stopped once more as memory flooded through her. It had been only a few days before when she had returned home to find both front and back doors wide open, and inside she had found the bath tap full on with water overflowing onto the floor. Not only that, but the intruder had found all her fragrant bath sorts, and even worse, her scented candles that had obviously been used to add a romantic mood to the bathing experience. In a panic, she had called Triple O, convinced that some homeless person had somehow forced themselves into the house. But to take a bath? <laughs> that was not only odd, but quite audacious. The policeman had said, Are you sure it wasn't you? Anya had hotly denied that not only did she prefer showers, there was no way that she would have taken a bath in the middle of the day, let alone surround herself with aromatic candles, which had always been saved for special occasions. It had taken ages to clean up the mess, in addition to a massive invoice from the necessary plumber and electrician, and, of course, the two young policemen had made her feel a complete idiot. <laughs> she didn't want to go through that again. Crossing to the other side of the room, she went behind the bar, seeking a bottle of whiskey. She was appalled to see the stack of dirty glasses on the countertop and cigarette butts. Many of them had been allowed to burn right down onto the varnished wood, leaving visible burn stains. The sight set her heart pounding once again. Anya neither smoked nor drank much. What was going on? Other things had been happening lately too, like money missing from her purse or entries on her credit card. Strange items had appeared in her closet, things she would never have bought herself, like a most outrageous set of black flimsy lingerie, and even worse, she had blushed one morning when she had woken up to find the sex toys beside the bed. Anya made her way to the kitchen and rummaged around in the cupboard looking for a packet of herbal tea. This was a necessity for sleep these days, along with a couple of rest of it's. The packets were both empty. She turned back to the bar. Maybe a strong drink would be more in keeping with her needs. While alcohol was not a regular feature in her life, she was happy to admit that at times of stress it was highly beneficial to relaxation. Back in the lounge, she was surprised to find that the bottle of scotch she was hoping to find in the bar was missing. The dirty glasses had all shown remnants of red wine, so whoever was the secret drinker was not a creature of habit. But again she was perplexed. She was sure she had bought a new bottle just a few days ago, and certainly had not had reason to open the bottle since. But wait, wait, no, there was a bottle of wine still in the car with the groceries. Oh, and the wilting flowers. She really should put them in water. Wearily, she began to make her way down the corridor towards the garage. But overcome with tiredness, she decided they would have to wait. She would sort everything out in the morning. 
Turning on her heels, she went into the bedroom, where at least the mystery of the missing whiskey was solved. A half-empty bottle was beside the bed. Her side, crazy. A glass of hot milk and a couple of sleeping pills was her nightcap of choice. There wasn't even a glass there. Even so, with such a bad day behind her, she decided she deserved something alcoholic, and she could do without a glass if necessary. A good, hefty sip, and she would feel better. So many odd things were happening. Strange, unaccountable things. She must make a list. Yes, yes, that's what she should do. Pen and paper was what she needed. You couldn't argue with the written word. She checked through the drawer beside her until she found a notebook and pen. Another quick sip of alcohol would help her think straight. Yes, better. Now think, woman, think. First, she would put down what had happened at the beginning of the week. In clear capital letters, she put down Monday as the header. Here she stopped for a moment. Her mind was getting a little fuzzy from the alcohol, but Monday was the day that a number of weird events had occurred. For instance, she had been to the library and been told a video was still outstanding. It was entitled Erotic Nights ridiculous, as if she would watch such a thing. Of course, she denied taking it out, but the girl assured her it had been taken out on her card two weeks before. No, she couldn't remember Anya taking it out specifically, but obviously someone must have used the card. Otherwise, it could not go through the register. Anya had checked her wallet. Well, the card was still there, tucked in beside her credit card, but a great deal of money that should have been there was not. She remembered going to the automatic teller to withdraw a $100 about oh, 7.30pm Sunday evening. She'd made no purchases with cash payment since then. Today, she had paid with her credit card. She distinctly remembered that, yet her purse was now empty. Also, when she looked more carefully, she found another receipt indicating that a further $200 had been withdrawn from a different automatic teller. Who knew her PIN number? And how had they got the card? And where was the money? And why put the receipt into her bag? What sort of crook would have the ability, let alone the nerve to do that? And why? Another two entries took her back to Tuesday. On Tuesday, she had done laundry and on returning from the garden had found every photo of David had been taken from their frames and strewn over the bed covers. She felt violated that her privacy and private memories and grief were being exploited this way. Someone, well, something, was invading her home and now invading her mind. She was so confused, so lonely at... Oh, well... She just didn't know who to turn to or, or, or how to explain what was happening. She felt tears beginning to form. She felt tears beginning to form behind her eyelids. Wednesday had been another embarrassing occasion with the police. Even so, she headed up the page with the day and then went on to list her activities. Went to Bridge Club about 4pm. Finished with coffee and biscuits. Left about 6.15. Got tested by booze bus 6.30. Just under the limit. The last sentence was underlined. 
How? How could she have registered anything at all? She had drunk no alcohol all evening. All day, in fact. No, 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 that wasn't true. She had been out to lunch with an old uni friend, and they had shared a bottle of wine. Yes, yes, she had forgotten it was a very good bottle of wine, because they were celebrating... What? What had they celebrated? Oh, of course. Selma had just found out she was to become a grandmother. Anya had been happy for her friend, but deep down in the core of her being she was jealous. She still grieved for the two babies who had been stillborn decades before, leaving her body unfulfilled for the motherhood she craved. And Selma still had a husband who she never stopped criticising, never found anything good to say of him. But he's still with you, Anya had said. Be grateful for that. Of course, Selma hadn't listened, and Anya had got irritated and left the lunch earlier than intended. So, of course, she couldn't have had much to drink. Unless, unless... No, wait, may, maybe that was yesterday. She shook her head. Oh, it was so hard to remember. The days got mixed up a lot. It, it was confusing. Without pausing to make sense of that entry, Anya immediately wrote down the next. Thursday. That was the day before. 10am, went to check mail, came back and found clothes in disarray. She had only been gone a few minutes. The sun had been so bright her head had begun pounding. She hadn't slept well and her whole body had ached. Probably a sign that she was getting flu. In fact, she seemed to be getting a lot of headaches these days. That's probably why she felt constantly befuddled. Oncoming flu and headaches. Yes, she was probably going down with something. She hadn't really felt well since... Well, she hadn't really felt well since David had died. And that was, what, how long ago? Two months? No, no, it must be three. Well, 14 weeks and two days. She brushed away the tears. It seemed like yesterday, just a day since the car crash. The police had said it wasn't her fault, even though she had been driving. It had all happened so suddenly. She had been keen to get home after she and David had shared a long day at the beach. David had been dozing. She had overtaken the truck, but it had suddenly swerved. She'd screamed as her head first hit the steering wheel and then jerked back with whiplash. It had taken weeks of pain and wearing a neck brace before she could function normally. Normally. David had never woken up. He had gone straight through the windscreen like a rag doll. He had never regained consciousness. He had never said goodbye. She had never said goodbye to him. Anya turned to the notepad again, determined to continue. She headed up a new page. This time it would be today's date. Friday, Friday the 5th of September. Suddenly the page became blurred as her tears began to flow uncontrollably. She hadn't realised. Had she forgotten? No. No, she hadn't forgotten. She simply didn't want to remember. It wasn't weeks or even months. It was a year, exactly a year since the accident. This was the anniversary of David's death. That's why she had bought the tulips she put on his grave. The assistant had tried to persuade her to buy lilies. So much more appropriate, she had said. But David had loved colourful things, and Anya had loved David. Suddenly she felt cold, 
She took off her shoes and got into bed fully dressed. She pulled the covers up tight around her, waiting, waiting, watching and thinking. Waiting for what? Watching for what? Thinking about what? It was all a jumble. Why would someone scatter clothes and run a bath and leave the water running and drink the scotch and smoke and use all her perfume and bath sorts? Presents from David now precious because there would be no more presents. No reason to look nice, smell nice, be nice. She lived alone. She would always live alone. In the whole year since David had died, she had not allowed anyone to visit the house. So who could the intruder be? Who was invading her home? Unless... David, 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 are you here? Oh, David, David, I'm, I'm so lonely. If you're here, let me know. Let me know that you're here, David. Grasping the bottle of scotch, she took another sip. She was not used to drinking straight from a bottle and found drops dribbling onto the front of her dress. As she raised the bottle again, she caught sight of her reflection in the dressing table mirror. She was horrified at what she saw. She looked at herself intently, noting the grey hair, the deep, lined, haunted face, and the sagging body. You ugly old woman. Ugly, disgusting. No wonder David left you. He hated you. Everyone hates you. The world hates you. That's why, that's why nobody visits you or calls you. You're revolting. Full of self-loathing. She picked up the mobile on the bed and flung it towards the mirror, which shattered into a myriad of cracks. With the bottle still in her hand, she began to pour the contents out over the satin bedsheets, watching in fascination as the fibres soaked up the liquid. With a sudden cry of anguish, she poured the remainder over her hair and down her body, rubbing it over herself in a frenzy of sensual movement. With the bottle now empty, she lay in the midst of the wet, sticky stench. Then, almost languidly, she felt around in the top drawer of the bedside cabinet until her hands found an old, discarded packet of cigarettes, limp and stale with age. Beside it, she found the lighter. She looked at it a long time, then she flicked it on. A few hesitant flames began to spark around her, and she began to cry, gently at first, but gradually gaining force until her whole body was writhing in contortions. No sound came from her throat, but inside she could hear herself screaming, Oh, David, why did you leave me? Why did you die? Help me. Oh, help me for God's sake, David, help me. Come to me, David, come or, or, or take me to you. Now, David, I need you now. Then, on impulse, she reached for her bag, which she had thrown onto the bed, and probed around until her fingers found the pistol, lying deep down in the crevice. Slowly, she positioned it into her hand. It felt comfortable and comforting. She kissed it, caressed it, slid it gently into her mouth, then slowly squeezed the trigger. You have been listening to Anya's Ghost, written, performed and 
and produced by Brianda Cross. For similar stories, please go to fastfictionpodcasts.com. Thank you.